And welcome back to Favorite Things, uh, the typical show where we have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> when we're getting an episode out, or even if the show will continue another week. Uh, yeah. So, uh, apologies if you were expecting a fourth uh, film we were thankful for. We honestly ran out of time. It just didn't work out. Uh we're uncertain of how regular we're going to be between now and the new year, and then we will probably take a short hiatus once the new year starts. So, uh, just keep your podcast feed refreshed, and when we pop in, we'll give you a new episode, and when we're ready for a new series, we'll have a new series. Yeah. So, rather than committing to a series of movies or a series of... Um, topics for this month just because I have no idea how regular we're going to be with a recording. I decided instead to commit to uh, topics of the show that will be less based around uh, what we just watched and it's more going to be just us talking about uh, some of our favorite things. Uh, in particular for this episode, if there are any more episodes between now and the end of the month, uh, they'll probably be a similar format. So, today, uh, we're going to open up with Christmas favorites. Uh, just because we have no idea uh, if slash when we're going to record again this month, but I want to kind of devote this episode, however long or short it is, to what are our favorite Christmas, honestly everything, it's, it's yeah. not just movies, it's, it's movies, it's television, it's music, it's, it's food, it's drink, um, and this year we've already been experimenting with new things, yeah. um, but what are, when you think about Christmas, when you think about this time of season, roughly from immediately after Thanksgiving until Boxing Day, December the 26th, what, what do you think about? What, what are the things that come to mind that are, and, and I'm, I'm going to put the limit on this one because if we do, an, we'll either do another segment or another episode where we talk about non-traditional uh, mm. Christmas uh, things that we attach to it. What are, what are the traditional things? Like, for me, I think of... Uh, I specifically think of Christmas dinner. I think of... Uh, I think of specific Christmas songs. Uh, and I think of a, a few handful of movies. Mm -hmm. um, what, what stands up to you? For Christmas traditions? Yeah, and and favorite things of during this season. Um, I think of the Christmas tree and the we always had a train around our Christmas tree mm -hmm. growing up. We would take it for every time the presents were added. We used those to make tunnels and stuff for the train to go around. Uh huh. Um. Uh, we always had ham for dinner on Christmas. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of different desserts we had. Like, I know Thanksgiving was all about pie, but Christmas I think it's cookies and cake and candy and, um, I always think of those hard candies that are different colors and shapes. There's some rough and strawberry. 
I, I don't see those anymore. They're like old-fashioned candies that were always in my stocking, along with chocolates. It's probably because you don't have as many grandparents around anymore. <laughs> because old people flock to hard candy like nothing else. And I figured that the reason they do that is just in case they lose a denture, they've got a spare. <laughs> because old people shouldn't have that much hard candy on them. Because, candy. because their teeth are fragile and their dentures are doubly so. And... That much hard candy in an old person are just an accident waiting for a place to happen. <laughs> but they always seem to have a mountain of it. And I I don't know that I associate candy... I'll just say blanket candy with, with Christmas. I do associate chocolate yeah, uh, with with Christmas, uh, hot chocolate. Mm, yeah. Um, I associate, um, for me, there's specific songs, uh, Silent Nights, mm-hmm. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, um, O Holy Night, uh, all the nights, uh, Gladys Night, all the <laughs> nights I associate with Christmas, um, the dark night, um, yeah, the the classics. Um, when when I think of this time of year, I I think of driving around and looking at Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, I do that too. And uh, I made a note the other day. There there are less lights out right now, mainly because it's it's a tight economic time, and it's I don't know, it. It's hard. We're we're all kind of exhausted. The yeah. past three years have kind of been, yeah. <laughs> kind of been exhausting of emotionally, physically for everyone. And so I understand. Like, I I help get the decorations down, and I help fluff the tree. Yeah. And that was kind of the limit of of what I had in me for doing Christmas yeah. decorations. Other well. than it's like, hey, do you need my help? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I went to um. When I went to decorate the tree, and then I realized we didn't get the box that actually had the decoration, so I just put the, the uh, tinsel garland around it with some pine cones on there, and I'm calling it good. I have the star, so <laughs> like, I'll be honest, it looks beautiful. It does. I really does. I, I like it. I've told you for a couple of years, I'm all for the simplistic yeah. look. I feel like it needs some like blue and red uh, bulbs, but I like it the way it is. It'll do for this year. Um. I know, like, Christmas music, I think The Little Drummer Boy has always been, like, my number one favorite Christmas song. Yeah. Um, yeah, just always think, I always think about that song when I think of Christmas and why that one moves me so much. Um, I just, I think about, um, as a song about The Little Drummer Boy, about what, what can he give, um, all he has is his drum and the gift for this the king. And so that's what makes me think of like what can I what can I give to Christ and that's you know, my focus of Christmas and just uh, to figure out what that what the gifts are that he has bestowed in me that I can so give back. You, and I think that's why that song is my so favorite. I'm glad that you really enjoy that song. I I legitimately am. I'm gonna be cynical for a moment. <laughs> be cynical. <laughs> Do you think it's bad? That instead of giving Jesus the drum, he well, played his solo. It's a challenge. 
Is it though? Um, like, because you know Mary did not want him giving Jesus the drums to just pound on around the house, you know, boom, boom. boom. Okay, but marginally better is this little, <laughs> little shepherd drummer boy playing a drum solo inside the house. <laughs> That's really better. I'm being cynical. I'm being. I'm being redundant. I'm also being a little cheeky. It's. It's one of those stories that, when, when dramatically it's well told, it's it's a it's a fun story. When it's it's well uh, sung or played, it's it's a it's a fun song. It's one of those songs that makes absolutely no sense to me from any standpoint. Um, but. Again, that's me. That's my that's yeah. my background coming into it. Um I I think for me one of the big things and this is where we're actually looping back to the general format of the podcast yeah. is uh is a lot of movies and television have kind of shaped my Christmas identity. Yeah. Um of what Christmas either is or I want Christmas to be. There's kind of a romantic ideal mm -hmm. that we see play out in a lot of uh, um, movies and television shows. And I think some of the best, um, the best that have ever been are the ones that shape the feeling of Christmas. And at this point, as of today, today's December the Fourth, um, we have now watched two versions of a Christmas Carol, yeah, uh, and we'll probably watch many more uh, before this season is up. But it's an all-time classic, and it's an all-time classic for a reason. Um, but we've seen Spirited on really on Apple TV that was really good, and we've seen uh, the new Netflix Scrooge which is a remake of your favorite version of A Christmas yeah. Carol, Scrooge from 1970. <laughs> um, and the Christmas Carol is, it's an institution as a story. Whichever version or versions of it you watch, there is something about that story of the selfish, self-centered miser who supernaturally or psychologically, depending on who's telling the story, yeah. um, has his whole life put up back in front of his eyes and he reconsiders and changes um, to be more selfless. And there's, there's something beautiful about that story, redemptive about that story that speaks to all of our hearts when we think about the best and worst of ourselves and what we would hope to be. And I was talking about it today when we were watching uh, the, the latest Scrooge. Um, depending on the version of Scrooge that you get, he's anywhere from a withdrawn miserly loner to an absolute a-hole. And the 
he's anywhere on that continuum. Mm-hmm. More often than not, he's not an absolute villain, mm-hmm. but he's close. And he's just just shy of irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And but you have to dislike him at least and hate him in the more extreme versions. Yeah. And whether it's uh, Luke Evans in the latest Scrooge, uh, Ryan Reynolds playing the Scrooge analog, um, or it's uh, Bill Murray uh, playing the crummy executive in Scrooge, uh, or it's George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. Whatever version you're getting, it's kind of all along the line. And somehow, within an hour to an hour and a half, or in my favorite version of A Christmas Carol, Mickey's Christmas Carol, 38 minutes, uh, where Scrooge plays Scrooge. Um, <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. Yes. Um, in whatever version you have, you have this guy who is objectively, in any other story, the antagonist. He's the bad guy. You have this guy, and by the two-thirds mark of the story, when he enters the realm of Christmas future, you're rooting for him, and you're hoping that he's going to be redeemed. Because you saw that version of Scrooge before he becomes the miser, and you want him to get back to that. Mm -hmm. And there's something beautiful about that story, and um, I like most versions of it. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen one or two that I go, ah, I could do without that version. Um, and more often than not, that's just a an execution. It's not the story itself. It's just how they pulled it off didn't didn't line up with me. Yeah. Um, I think my my favorite versions, ironically, are probably on uh, Disney Plus, and they are the Mickey's Christmas Carol, the <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol, and then. Um, probably number three, I think is the 1970s Scrooge that you introduced me to. Um, but more, more often than not, uh, coming in right behind that and before you introduced me to Scrooge would have probably been the, the 1984 George C. Scott, uh, Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. Um, there's... No matter what version you get, you're getting the story. It's it's a short story if you ever read the the original novella. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what what do you have to say about a Christmas Carol, or or do you have something else that that transitions into for you? I don't know about transitions. I just I grew up with Scrooge. I think Scrooge and the. I'm not sure if it was the one, the 1980s one you were talking about, Dorsey Spot. I'm not sure if that's the one, the other one I grew up with, but it was mostly just Scrooge. Mm-hmm. So you kind of opened my world to Mickey Mouse, Mickey's Christmas Carol, uh, uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol. Those aren't at the top for me, but I didn't grow up with them, so they're, they're not yeah. nostalgic. Um, the one we just watched today, like, was amazingly well done. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it, it had a lot of the things that I loved about the 1971 with some twists and stuff there, but it's really good. Yeah, and but, because it's a remake of that, or uh, 
where it retools some of the songs and yeah. and plays them. Make them a little more modern. Yes, um, I thought it was a good remake of that. I don't know if it lands in my top five Christmas Carol retellings, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I like the because it was animated versus acting. I love the imagery on that one about where like and some of the, especially when he's in the past. They're in his memory. He's not just actually here in the past in a world with the world around him. It's fragments. Mm-hmm. So when it when they like when the camera pulls back or whatever, he's just in a fragmented mm-hmm. reality. Well, it's because it's how we remember. We don't remember everything. Yeah. We remember the important things. We remember to us, and right. we don't even remember everything that was important. Um, and. I thought the new one really played well with that. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that one. And a few times you look over at me, you're like, are you okay? And I'm like, then you're balling. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't look at me. But. So moving out, of, yeah. moving out of A Christmas Carol and versions thereof, I think the next one that sticks out to me is versions of uh, Santa Claus and the Santa Claus story. Um, and the big ones that I'll mention that stand out to me are, uh, I showed you a trailer yesterday for one, which is Santa Claus, the movie from 1985. Never seen it. Okay. I'll give you a quick rundown. So the opening probably 20 to 30 minutes is basically an origin story. Um, the movie's produced by the guys who produced the 1978 Superman series with Christopher Reeves, okay. uh, the Saw kinds. So the opening 20, 30 minutes of the movie is Mr. and Mrs. Claus getting to the North Pole, taking over as the people who will be in charge of uh, Christmas over the next four or 500 years. Um, after that, they are working on modernizing their workshop and Dudley Moore plays an elf who is going to streamline the process, modernize, bring bring in like machines that are going to create all the toys and do them faster. Well, he gets a little arrogant and ends up causing a lot of broken toys and so in shame he kind of goes off uh, away from the North Pole and in the process ends up with corrupt businessman um, John uh, Lithgow who he sells magic uh, magic lollipops that cause kids to fly. Uh, that's the big thing he sells. And so he's like, what's our follow-up? And they make flying candy canes. There's all sorts of stuff that goes around with it. It ends in a big rescue where they rescue um, Dudley Moore from the corrupt businessman, and everybody lives happily ever after. It's... It's a 1985 holiday movie that's honestly a lot of fun, but weird. Yeah. Um, after that, the 1994 uh, Tim Allen movie, The Santa Claus, and its first sequel, uh, The Santa Claus 2, those are two favorite holiday movies for me. Yeah. Um, they're just, they're a lot of fun. Uh, they're... Tim Allen during his strongest years as a performer um, between 1994 and 2002. Around that, he's okay, but in that middle ground is where he's really at his strongest, at his most charismatic. Um, And 
I I enjoy the Santa Claus mythos. I don't. I remember a very brief time as a child believing Santa Claus was real, but it was so brief, and it wasn't something my parents really uh, pushed for or or taught us. It, it's just one of those. It's in the wind, and so yeah. you 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 grab onto it until the moment that uh, you don't. Yeah. Um. And we've got cats just jumping all over the place, like <laughs> uh, like my third Santa Claus movie, and that's Ernest Saves Christmas, uh, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal Christmas movie that's silly as all the other Ernest movies are, but I enjoy it nonetheless. And a movie that was uh, at least... Uh, in part produced in and around the Tennessee area. Yeah. So. Um, I think for me, Santa Claus movies. Um, when as, as soon as you say Santa Claus movies, the movie that I have the most memories with is the original. I, I assume it's the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street with Maureen O'Hara. Um, so the nineteen. There have been one, two, I, three, maybe four. Yeah. versions of that story. Um, the Marino Hera one was the one I grew up with, and then in the 90s they made the... So the 1994 one 94. is the one I am the most familiar yeah. with. Uh, um, it's 93 or 94. Yeah. And Richard Attenborough as Chris Kringle is spectacular. Yes. So I grew up, both of those, I grew up with them very fondly. Um, I was 14 when, 13, 14 when that... That one came out, so I've been watching another one for much longer. Um, so that's like, <laughs> that's my first. And you know, you talk about how you vaguely, for a very short amount of time, believed in Santa. Like, I've never believed in Santa. I was told from the very beginning that Santa's not real, that it's just, you know, it's just a game, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that I was always taught who St. Nicholas was and why people believed in Santa Claus. But, mm-hmm. um, but I was also told I was not allowed to tell my cousins and other people. And, of course, we did tell our cousins and we got in trouble. But Because <laughs> yep. when they start talking about Santa, you're like, wait a minute, Santa's not real? You know, you can't tell a kid something and then tell them not to tell anybody. Yeah. Anyway, um, other Santa Claus movies. I, I do like the um, Tim Allen Santa Claus. Uh, I've got fond memories with that. I'm trying to think of other ones I've grown up with. There's so many, but I can't think of them. So, you bringing up Miracle on 34th Street kind of moves me into the the third, and I'll say, for me, final area of what I'll call traditional Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And what I mean about traditional Christmas movies is these are movies that are put out with the uh, express idea of this is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's the quote-unquote contemporary Christmas story. And there are some that have been adopted as Christmas movies um, and are widely culturally accepted as Christmas movies. Um, We'll be talking about those. There are some that are up for debate. We won't talk about those until we get to non-traditional. But what I'm talking about today is things like um, in comedy, 
things like Christmas Vacation. Um, Christmas Vacation is a big hit with a lot of people, and I have not watched it in years. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's funny to me, but it's, I don't know, maybe I need to revisit it. Yeah. I just, I, I can never get in the mood for that one quite as much as other, other movies, and right now there are people who are turning off the podcast, throwing their phone. Um, yeah, I, I just, I haven't gotten back to it because there's a lot of other watch, stuff. Yeah. I didn't watch that one growing up. You introduced that one to me. And I do feel like that one, there's a lot of uh, Chevy Chase humor in there that I don't appreciate. So and I feel I, like there's a lot of that. I think, Chev, I think Chevy Chase's humor is hit or miss for me most of the time. Yeah. And so I think that's... That's probably part of it. What a movie that does something similar to Christmas Vacation, but did it earlier, is A Christmas Story. I love A Christmas and, Story. And A Christmas Story is a favorite of mine. Another one you and, introduced me to. And it's it's one that speaks to nostalgia that I didn't experience, but my dad and my uncles, aunts, and grandparents did. Um and it's it's this different view of of Christmas and specifically Christmas in the Midwest. And I enjoy that movie so much. I fell asleep the other night when we turned on a Christmas story story, the sequel. I loved it. Um I've actually heard very good things about yeah. it. I just that particular night I fell asleep. Um so I, I like that one. They they played a very sweet tribute to the dad, Darren McGavin. Yeah, and it was you know, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It was similar but yet different, and mm -hmm. you know, I I love that one. Another one that it doesn't play as much now as in previous years, but it's Wonderful Life. Oh, it's Wonderful Life. Classic Christmas movie. So. I, over the past several years, I love that movie. It is probably one of my top ten movies of all time as mm -hmm. far as favorites. I have come to the place where I don't believe it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, it, it's debatable for me, but in the cultural context, it is widely accepted as a Christmas movie. To me, it's yeah. a New Year's movie. Huh. I don't get it, but... Okay, okay I'll, I'll make my case very quickly. So, the whole of the movie takes place over George's entire life. Yes. Um, the, probably the bulk of the movie takes place over about three to five years at different times of year. So, it's not specifically right. a Christmas movie. Even at the end of the movie... It's Christmas Eve. It is... Christmas Eve rolling into New Year's, and the last song they sing is Old Lang Syne, which is a New Year's song. And the the whole movie is kind of dealing with life, death, regret, yeah. all the things that you deal with, kind of in that space between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. And dealing with the desire to, in spite of whatever is hard, knowing that you're going to push forward because you're a person. And because you're a person, you are going to make a difference. And that is a New Year's message to me. Okay, so a new tradition for you and I is we will watch It's a Wonderful Life on New Year's Eve. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
I'm trying to think of others. There's Elf. Elf I is love Elf. Elf is a, a is uh, a new newer classic. Yeah. Um, one that we just discovered the other day. Um, I don't know if it'll become a classic or not. Is Klaus on Netflix? Oh yeah, that one. Which good. is really good. It's it falls another in the, one that made me cry. It falls in the realm of of Santa Claus like stories. Um, I, I've got to be honest, this time of year brings with it, it's just a type of magic. That's the only thing I can describe about it. It's a feeling in the air. It's, it's the desire to do good, um, in spite of the fact that maybe you don't feel like it. It's, there is something just unquestionably magical but i i have no other word than magical for it and the desire you have for the betterment of not just your people but everyone mm-hmm. um and there's there's something glorious about that that a time of year might bring about yeah and so i i say to you and yours if this is the last episode of 2022 merry christmas, <laughs> merry christmas. and uh and if uh, we have another episode, we've covered our traditional Christmas. Um, with anything we've got left, we might talk about other types of Christmas movies. Or we might save that for another year. Maybe. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this rambly uh, Christmas-themed episode. Um, if we are back in 2022, we will be talking about something else. Uh, if not, we'll be back at some point in 2023. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye.